welcome in the house of fun. Welcome in the house of fun. Welcome in the house of Uh, welcome to episode 78 of Don't Shoot the Gingers. I'm your co-host, Ted Balloon. I'm your co-host, John Giles, and we are brought together today by a person who couldn't look more bored. I'm your he co-host, looks... Jordan Douglas. You're our co-co-host? Correct. Um, I think, can you just be the host-host and then we just bail? Why is it, John, that every single time we have a guest, you try to make them the host? I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> want someone else to fucking get red hair and just take over this job this is a 40-hour job yeah when you say job it implies that we get paid which leads us into our first foray (laughs) we're gonna get paid by the end of the day we're gonna get paid our mission before the end of this podcast is to get a sponsor but um before that i want people to know that okay two things jordan we all know each other all three of us know each other from uh school from being uh, fraternity brothers correct and john did you notice something about jordan's email address which i won't say live on the air but did you notice the uh, formatting of it uh it was no longer the old winthrop email address that everyone else has he decided he decided to take a first name and a last name and not just my bullshit <laughs> last name first initial so john yeah. everyone is still using the winthrop emails no, well, even more so than that. So John's email, uh, how to put it? Oh, so I'll, I'll say it. I mean, I don't care if I get bombarded by our 14 listeners. Okay. Uh, my email address at Winthrop was gilesj2 at winthrop.edu, at mailbox.winthrop.edu. And that was my persona, Giles J2, Giles J2, Giles J2. So in growing up, now I'm a decade removed from college, I am gilesj2 at gmail.com. And I'm not the only one who does this. Several of our hosts, or several of our, our guests that have come on have had the same email address that is just a duplicate of their college email address. It forces you to take on this persona. I use the same like alias for other profiles too. But here's, okay, but here's like the second, here's the deeper layer of it is that the number two, my hypothesis is that it ingrains a sense of inferiority complex into you. <laughs> and so like as, and there's so many, there was no like Giles J1 you were the only Giles J at the school and they just started with the number two because they wanted us probably conspiracy theory wanted us to feel inferior somehow. Sure. So actually with the IRS, when I do a login to check my, like uh, my future tax return and stuff like that, it actually allows me to just be Giles J. I'm the only Giles J according to the IRS. No one else has taken that email address. So in the entirety of the nation, I could be Giles J, but at Winthrop, I was Giles J too. But because of the Giles J2 being ingrained in you, you have willingly chosen not to take the Giles J and went Giles J2 with the uh, IRS. Every time I log into the IRS, I do it every year when I have to check my you know, all the information, uh, I have to request my username because I'm like, it's Giles J2. Why the fuck would it not be Giles J2? Yeah. It doesn't make sense for it to just be a singular. Yeah. Um, speaking of IRS and money, we need... This is our this is our twenty third episode. Also, our seventy eighth episode. No, that's a lie. <laughs> I hate that so much. Even though it was kind of my idea to say that we're starting episode fifty five. Look, here's the hey, Greg. Deal. Actually, but, yeah. but can we? You know what? I want to change the. I want to change the whole thing right now. Okay. This is episode seventy eight. Yes. 
Can it be season two, episode 55? Instead of season one, episode 78? <laughs> Are we starting a new season with Jordan Chaney? Welcome to episode 55 of season two of Don't Shoot the Gingers. Uh, yeah, it's easy enough. They just change it on uh, Apple Podcasts, I assume. Season two, so, baby. We made it. So here's the thing. We're now in our second season of the show, and we have all these listeners in Thailand. We have several listeners in the United States. We have listeners in Germany. Big shout out to our German listener. That's right. There were two. So I assume one of them was you, or were you listening twice? I've listened a few times. Nice. So we, we do have an international reach in the most technical sense, but we're not raking in any money from this. We have not made one cent. Um, and I think, I don't know about you, but I'm starting to get fed up with it. I'm sick of it. This is bullshit. Jordan's and, been a, co-ho- a co-co-host now for five minutes, and he's sick of this shit. If we don't get money soon, it's changing uh, to don't shoot the brunettes. You might get new... You might get new, a whole new listenership that way. So as such, because we need to get some scratch from this, I think today we need to cold call some potential sponsors. And I thought, what better way to start than with these brands that we know and love? Topo Chico, even though I don't drink Topo Chico anymore because it gives me tummy ache, I still love their brand and I love their product. I think that's something you bring up to them. This is like you were gonna, you're willing to fight through a tummy ache to have Topo Chico on air if they pay us. That's true. That's actually that's a very good sales point. Uh, so I have an eight 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 number for them. We'll see what happens there. We're probably gonna speak to uh, a robot. That's a, that's several robots in a row. Uh, and then Cricket Wireless, who we've actually been giving free free air fare, air. Not a free uh, <laughs> advertising space. That free advertising space to Cricket Wireless. We have two numbers for Cricket Wireless, probably two of their most sought-after locations. They're Boise, Idaho, and their Austin, Texas locations. Um, so we're going to call up two, and it's just, you know, it's the Cricket Wireless that you find at the strip mall. It's not any headquarters or anything. What are the odds that one of the two of them is currently getting robbed? <laughs> Pretty good, dude. Um, and then, obviously, the Denny's in Rock Hill, South Carolina. Clearly, Denny's. Uh, for those of us, for those of you who don't know, we've had a long-standing rivalry with the Denny's in Rock Hill, going back quite literally a decade. Um, we've been prank calling them since then, but this is not a prank call. This is a business opportunity. <laughs> so, so I have, I got half a mind. I wouldn't mind taking two of them, but maybe you guys. If you we know, do Denny's, if we do Denny's, we have to come up with a nice like slogan that we can be like, all right, this is what we're going to say. Like hit a grand slam with don't shoot the gingers, something. They've got a grand slam breakfast. There's something there. There's something. We've got to find that. Yeah. Um, well, they have the moons over Miami. We could say that we're not going to pull our ass cheeks out next time we go in. That, that's, so we could try to get them with a threat. If you <laughs> yeah. don't give us money. We're going to continually pull our ass cheeks out. Yeah, I guess that's not so much of a catchphrase. It is just kind of like a threat. Just a, a vague threat. But what I was thinking is I would call up the Denny's. Jordan, if you were down to handle one of the other um, venues, maybe Topo Chico. I think Topo Chico is the one. Okay. I think if, if we strike out for the other two, then we'll call a Cricket Wireless location. 
Okay. And then John, I would, if you want to do one of the, handle one of the calls, I'll do it on my phone and then you talk to them through the So there's a nice delay. I like it. <laughs> so we're starting with the Denny's and Rock Hill, our old rival. So Denny's and Rock Hill, just for some context, it was the town where we went to college, all three of us. And um, at any given time, if we were bored, this is the Denny's that we would call to, um, you know, tell them. I don't know what kind of things we'd tell them. We'd order food that we didn't want, or we'd just tell them to get sweet ride nachos ready for a party of 50, this kind of stuff. So here we are. Well, you love Denny's, man. It was on your, it was on your Kappa Sigma brick growing up. <laughs> yes, it was actually. <laughs> if they don't answer, I'm actually going to light this place on fire. We know, we know the address. Based on our history, this is probably our best bet too. I know. I'm thinking that we're going to be like our best, our best odds are going to be. Okay. We can try back another time. Our best odds are going to be trying to go like the, uh, the little league sponsorship route. Like, yeah, we could say, Oh, we're the number 55 stand-up comedy podcast in the country and all this kind of fancy stuff. But if we just tell them like, Hey, we are, um, we're hurting. We got <laughs> we're hurting for a squirting. <laughs> and so, what do you say? You help us out and buy us some T-shirts or something. Like, what do little league kids have that we don't? Age, I guess. Uh, less muscles. Well, similar uh, muscles. Probably similar muscles. Okay, so we struck out with Denny's that first Denny's. There's still a lot of Denny's. There's got to be at least twenty Denny's that we haven't. Now we're gonna do Topo Chico. Their 888 number. Thank you for calling Topo Chico. You have reached us outside of Topo Chico. This is already the second robot. This is the second different robot voice. Please try again during normal business hours. What the fuck? Topo. That's 0 for 2. This is tough. We, uh, Jordan mentioned earlier that we were recording on a Sunday, which was a very good point. Yeah. Uh, so now we're going down really into the drag. Give me, give me Cricket Wireless. Give me Cricket Wireless, uh, Boise, Idaho. <laughs> okay. 576 By the way, we just gave them free airtime just on that, saying their phone number. So, Should we put together a bill for later on this and open? These fuckers better. It's a cell phone store. Surely they have cell phones. I mean, it's Cricket. It's probably not going to go through. Yeah, they've run out of cell phones. Oh, boy. This what is our you? worst segment yet. Mailbox is the person you are calling is currently full. And the mailbox is full? <laughs> so this is a place of business. All right. Now we're trying. So can, I, can I tell you? Oh, yeah. Try another. Try the other Cricket Wireless. I have a very succinct script that I'm going to go by. <laughs> I've, I've pulled up. Again, you can't see it. I pulled up how to get a sponsorship. Uh-huh. And it starts with tell a story. And describe <laughs> what you do. Describe the benefits. Describe your demographics. Okay, good. East Asian, by the way. And that's not like a fetish. That's just who downloads our podcast. Is this who we're calling? We're calling. No, we're not calling. Or yeah, we're calling Cricket Wireless in Austin. Not East Asian. <laughs> no, I mean our listeners, the Thailand Uh-oh. people. <laughs> Hello. 
They're open. I know they're open. What we could do is do a remote segment. I always plug this in later. God damn it. Man, this is the most depressing that I've ever been in my life. John, can you show us some of those pterodactyl fucking videos or whatever you, you were showing me? Pterodactyl fucking videos? What are you talking about? Sorry, I should clarify. You had some literature that you wanted our opinion on. Greg, you are an author. Yeah. You you have written multiple books, and you know damn well that they're not videos. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start referring to Clubby as the second video you've created. Yeah. This is, this is very painful. Uh, Jordan, have you, are you familiar with um, the author, the literist Chuck Tingle? I'm familiar with Tingles, but not Chuck. Oh, Tingle. So Tingle's uh, readers are called Tinglers. Uh, anyone who reads a Chuck Tingle novel is a, is a tingler. Um, and uh, Tingle is famous for his, you know what? I'm not even going to, I'm not going to try to describe Tingle. I'm going to read you off of his Wikipedia page who Chuck Tingle is. Um, so Chuck Tingle is uh, primarily, he's a gay niche erotic short story author. The stories mainly take the form of monster erotica featuring romantic and sexual encounters with dinosaurs, imaginary creatures, anthropomorphized inanimate objects, and even abstract concepts. I am in love with Chuck Tingle, not for, I've never read a book. Well, don't, re, don't look at my bookshelf over there, but I'm in love with Chuck Tingle for the book titles alone. And what I need y'all to do today is Greg, can you let me share a screen? Just did. Okay, perfect. I need y'all, we are going to work through this to get together and we are going to figure out what the best Chuck Tingle book is. So today we have the Chuck Tingle Erotic Literature Tournament. And we've got 16 books here. And I, I, will, I will spray over them as we go spray over them. A lot of sexual innuendos are going to be done here. Uh, these are picked randomly. But let's go with round number one. We have... Turned Gay by the Existential Dread that I Might Actually Be a Character in a Chuck Tingle Book versus Slammed in the Butthole by My Concept of Linear Time. <laughs> I feel like that's very underrated. It shouldn't be uh, ranked so low. It's a 16 seed. Yeah, Linear Time, the, getting getting railed in the butthole. Sorry, slammed in the butthole by Linear Time probably should be a higher than 16 seed. Again, I said it's randomly generated. Uh, but gotcha. which, which of the following two would you rather read? All right. I give the first one a four out of 10 and I give the second one an eight out of 10. Okay. Uh, Jordan, are you in the same book? Exactly the same book. Okay. Eight to four. All right. Submit scores. Slammed in the butthole by my concept of linear time is the winner. They are going to face off against pounded in the butt by my irrational bigoted fear of humans who are born as unicorns using a human restroom versus <laughs> My handsome sentient face mask protects me despite that ridiculous conspiracy theory say that he won't. Also, he pounds my butt. I want to know how long are these books or are they just titles and covers? I've actually so, the book. So, <laughs> yeah. so as I was uh, as I was reading into them, I, I looked at one of them. It was 4,200 words. Oh, so he wrote, so, he actually writes stuff. These are legit. I, I, I think he is the umbrella and people write fan fiction and ah. then he publishes them as his. Um, because how can you think of these things all on your own? This requires weird people in Austin, Texas. Yeah. 
I, I want to know what some of the content is. Um, maybe after the break, we could pull up a, a paragraph or something as we simultaneously call up a CVS pharmacy. Sure. Okay. So we've got uh, irrational, bigoted fear of humans who were born as unicorns using human restrooms versus a sentient face mask who is handsome and it protects him despite ridiculous conspiracy theories that he won't. But also, he pounds his butt. <laughs> uh, okay. I give the first one... I give the first one a 7 out of 10. And I give the second one a 6 out of 10. Ooh, a close matchup. Pounded in the butt by my irrational, bigoted fear of human unicorns using restrooms. Now, this one's a particular favorite of mine. I, I think this is going to be a good matchup. We've got Donald Trump pounded in the butt by a handsome Russian T-Rex who also peed on his butt and then blackmailed him with videos of his butt getting peed on. Verse. Open wide for the handsome saber-toothed dentist who is also a ghost. <laughs> oh, what a dilemma. It's quite the dilemma. This is the particular one that I saw that was 4,200 4, words. The saber-toothed yeah, dentist. Only, this is the only one where we want the butthole involved. Uh, yeah, you're right. The saber-toothed dentist does not have the butthole involved. Um, I do have... Uh, I, oh, I did. Oh, do I still have this? I did have the synopsis for the saber-toothed dentist. Please. I'm, I'm sure I can find it again. I, I'm sure it won't be that difficult to refine this. Um, handsome, saber-toothed, boom, is it, got it. Is it. On the cover of this Chuck Tingle book, is it spelled Donald, Donald Trump there? Yes, like, I, I, don't, I think he would have been sued if he used Donald Trump. So he uses Donald Trump. Gotcha. So I've got the synopsis for open wide for the handsome saber-toothed dentist who is also a ghost. Hit us. First off, the person's name is Meeper. Meeper's mysterious tooth pain is ruining his life. And the, <clears throat> sorry, I should do this ASMR style. <laughs> Meeper's mysterious tooth pain is ruining his life. And the most frustrating part is that nobody seems to have any idea who, what's causing it. After a second failed trip to the dentist, Meeper feels like all hope is lost. But when he spots a billboard for saber-tooth dentistry, it seems like his prayers have been answered. However, it quickly becomes apparent that saber-tooth dentistry is more than it appears. With a bevy of handsome shirtless dental assistants and a saber-tooth tiger holding a dark secret, Meeper <laughs> is quickly drawn into a world where a pain in the mouth can only be corrected by Jordan, a pain in the butt. <laughs> This erotic tale is 4,200 words of sizzling human-on-handsome prehistoric dentist, including anal, blowjobs, facial, rough sex, and gay saber-tooth ghost love. <laughs> Holy tits. Uh, okay, personally, I'm going, I'm going 7 out of 10 on the first one, 9 out of 10 on the second one. Oh, saber-tooth ghost love gets the 9. Jordan, do you agree or should I? Do, are we going to have a toss-up here? We got the synopsis of the second one, right? Yeah, that was the yeah. The second one was what I gave you a synopsis of. All right, submit that score, baby. And who is the handsome saber tooth going to go up against? But my billionaire triceratops craves gay ass. <laughs> First, my T Rex barber is a lesbian, and she might she eats me right. <laughs> so in this particular scenario, I imagine it's a woman. Gotcha. <laughs> All of these have been gay male. I think this is a gay female. Here's the thing. I like I like the um, the brevity of these two. Uh, okay, I'm ready. 
I think billionaire, okay. a billionaire triceratops, because here's the thing. A saber-toothed tiger as a dentist makes a lot of sense because saber-toothed tigers have their big old teeth. Big old chompers. And Donald Trump getting peed on by any kind of creature makes sense because maybe he likes to get peed on. Especially by a Russian T-Rex. My favorite thing about that top title is that it doesn't – a billionaire triceratops, you know, how did he get the money? I'm, yeah. I'm intrigued. What, what's his backstory? Did he do it illegally or is he like a proper uh, – a, a Jeff Bezos type? He turned a bookstore into an online empire. Yeah. All I'll, on his own without anyone's help, without stepping on the backs of any laborers. And then – That's the beauty of it. The, uh, the first person possessive, my, in both, in both of these implies a certain sort of uh, closeness. It, it, there's a whole story told in these in much fewer words. I like the billionaire triceratops craving gay ass. That's a, there's a lot there. I'm going to give that an 8.7 out of 10. Okay. I'm not sure I can give. Oh, I can. Okay, good. Oh, thank God. <laughs> and then a T-Rex barber. That's funny to think about a T-Rex with his short-ass arms trying to cut hair. I get yeah, it. She is a lesbian, and she does eat me right. <laughs> so that's something to keep in mind. 8.1 8. out of 10. 8.1. Do you think a T-Rex lesbian relies more on, his, on, their, on their teeth? I know they've got a very protruding jawline. Or do you think that they've, they've worked that tongue a little bit more? Do you think it's more of a, a, t- a toothy kiss? I think there's a lot of nuzzling. <laughs> a lot of nuzzling. You know, Penguin as a puppy, she'll sometimes get into her crates and she'll start like sniffing around. Oh, I have to, I have to adjust this because it's saying eight to eight is a tie. Piss. All right. So, then a, a nine to eight. Yeah. Tight. Okay. Submit that score. All right. So that is the top, the, the Northern region. Now we're moving on to the Southern region. Finally. Pounded in my butt by my own butt. <laughs> There's a Bitcoin in my butt and he is handsome. <laughs> All right, Jordan, you got to take this one. Can I tell I mean, you at that first pounded? Glance, at first glance, I've, I've got it. Yeah. I'm thinking pounded in the butt by my own butt. But okay. someone who's often referred to Jordan Blockchainy. I have to tip my hat to uh, the second. Do you think Bitcoins can be handsome and also in your butt? I think they could be. <laughs> uh, this pounded in my butt by my own butt actually spawned a sequel. Uh, that is not here, but it is pounded in my butt by my book, pounded in the butt by my own butt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Holy butterscotch. Um, Greg, do you agree the pounded in my butt by my own butt is going to be the one? Even though Bitcoin has a certain flair to it. Yeah, easily. Okay. Yeah. Very meta. Boom. 10 to 1. Easy victory. Now, this one, I don't remember. So, living inside my own butt for eight years, starting a business and turning a profit through common sense reinvestment in strategic targeted marketing. Okay. First, the state of California stalks my gay butthole. 
Okay. All the other long ones have had a payoff of like, there's a butt at the end, but this one yeah. was just kind of like, it just kind of kept going in the uh, sort of business type direction. I am very curious about the state of California stocking my gay butthole. That to me is an obvious winner. Yeah. I do think that this one was a benefit of the random chance where uh, if against a different one, state of California stocks my gay butthole might not have been the winner, but I think here it's the clear winner. Do we have any indication of why it's eight years? I was expecting some like Obama thing. I think it's on my butt for eight years, starting a business. Maybe it takes eight years to turn a profit through common sensory investment and strategic target and marketing. It seems like a long timeline. And for that reason, I am out. Uh, Cheney, you are the expert marketing uh, agent here. Is that right? Is it typically eight years for marketing? No, I mean, it's just, it's like an abstract number they just threw up in. For, and for that reason, I go with the state of California. All right. And they get zero. State of California continues on. Now in the final two matchups. Pounded by the pound, turned gay by the socioeconomic implications of Britain leaving the European Union. First okay. creamed in the butt by my handsome living corn. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do appreciate uh, sometimes it's like a hot rippling bod. Sometimes it's just a handsome living corn. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This seems like another, this seems like another easy one. My handsome living corn. You don't like pounded by the pound. There's some, there's some cleverness there. There's a, there's a little pun going on there. Oh, I didn't even catch that. Pounded by the pound. Because pounds, they use pounds as a weight metric in the UK. Sure. <laughs> Who knows? I don't live in Europe. Okay. Cool. None of the three of us live in Europe. So how would any of us know? Uh, I, I'm still going with the creamed corn, the living corn. Okay. Seven out of 10 versus six out of 10. Ooh, that's a close matchup. Yeah. So in the final first round matchup, before we continue on, Bigfoot Pirates haunt my balls <laughs> versus fake news, real boners. God damn. <laughs> I mean, Clash of the Titans. Wow. This is, this is a toughie. Bigfoot Pirates haunt my balls. Do you think that means Bigfoot, be, a, a, a gaggle of Bigfoot became pirates? all became ghost pirates and now they've come back or is it a singular Bigfoot that pirates? Oh, it sounds man. like it's mo multiple pirates. Yeah. I mean, this could just be a big Bigfoot with a Napster account who died. Yeah, Man, this is a toughie. We don't even know if this is one or multiple Bigfoot that's going to be haunting my balls. All right. I'm going fake news, real boners all the way up. All the way? Okay. Yeah. We get to see his transition as an artist. All right, let's see. In the second round, this will be quick now. Slammed in the butthole by my concept of linear time versus pounded in the butt by my irrational bigoted fear of humans who were born as unicorns using a human restroom. Concept yeah. of linear time versus... Unicorns aren't allowed in the same restroom as horses. To me, number two, for sure. 
I think, it's number, I think it's number one, but I think it's also just my nostalgia of being one of the first ones we read. Yeah. Okay. Now this is the a classic NCAA tournament matchup here. This is the one seed going into the second round. It's a close matchup. One versus eight. Eight has a little push in at the end. Who's going to take that buzzer beater at the end? The unicorn. Oh, the unicorn at the last second. This is tough, man. The number one seed falls. Concept of linear time. Now we are up against open wide for the handsome saber tooth dentist. The one that we, the only one that we've had an actual reading of. And my billionaire triceratops crave gay ass. I'm still, I still feel a certain level of affection for the gay triceratops billionaire. I think I set us up for failure here. I think by, by me reading the handsome saber tooth dentist, um, it's just gonna, it's just gonna walk through the championship. So I, at some point I need to read another synopsis so you can find a new level of love. Yes. Okay. Uh, tell me at what point you want me to read a new synopsis in the <laughs> next matchup pounded in the butt by my own butt. I believe this is probably one of Chuck Tingle's first novels because it spawns so many. And then the state of the California stalks my butthole, my gay butthole. Uh, P B M O B. That's, a, that's how us Tinglers refer to his first novel as. BBMOB, baby. <laughs> that one's big time. That was my big time. I could see myself tingling myself for that novel. Sure. I feel like the state of California stalks my gay butthole is a very ethereal state, very ethereal thought, but it's not as as real as being pounded in your butt by your own butt. Yeah, I guess I never thought about that California is one of the more phallic states, Florida being the most phallic. Oh, Flo- yeah, I think Florida clearly. No, but if you put them on their side, Tennessee, Kentucky, North Carolina. That's true. It, well, look at, just because the size isn't real, Vermont could penetrate you. New Hampshire. It's all about the girth. What New about Hampshire. the little Aleutian Islands off Alaska? Well, I've never even heard of that. That boys could curl up in you. Yeah. Okay. Have you guys ever, you guys have never ordered dildos on Amazon? No. Are they shaped like Cape Cod, Massachusetts? That just <laughs> curl in there and really get you on the funny bone? Some of them are. Should what? we start designing <laughs> dildos by shape states? Dude. Market them. Okay. What would be the worst shape state dildo? Wyoming? The worst? Texas. That'd be a rough one. Texas has some points, though. It has, like, some places that you can enjoy yourself. I think Wyoming is just a big rectangle that, like, there's no enjoyable – there's no enjoyable corner. No enjoyable corner is actually the state wa- the state motto of Wyoming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we – with all of these Chuck Tinglers, I think we just found our episode title right there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's have a matchup between creamed in the butt by my handsome living corn versus fake news, real boners. Fake news, real boners all the way. All right. Living corn. I think that again was one of the, uh, one of the uh, early, an early tingle. All right. We're going into our final four here. I'm just submitting scores at random at this point. I do like that. (laughs) Uh, pound. Okay. So here it is. Pounded in the butt by my irrational bigot of fear of humans who are born as unicorns using a human restroom versus open wide for the handsome saber-toothed dentist who is also a ghost. 
Jay Brown, you gotta take that one. I have to go with the ladder. The ladder. All right, we're taking them. We're taking that saber tooth all the way to the ship, where I will read one of the following two synopsis to you. Which synopsis would you rather hear for the championship? Pounded in the butt by my own butt, or fake news, real boners? Oh boy, fake news, real boners. Real quick with that one. He he knew what he wanted. That man knew what he wanted. Are we doing fake news, real boners? Let's do it. All right, just, I'm pulling. But yep. just as like a uh, as a consolation prize to pounded in the butt by my own butt, can I read an excerpt of pounded in the butt by my own butt? Yes, please. Thank you. Okay, uh, and just to, just to let the viewers or listeners know that the cover is a sort of handsome guy, very muscular, and then he's got his hands on the wall, and behind him is a trail of like magic dust around uh, a butt with golden angel's wings. And here we go. Where does the miracle of science end and magic begin? Some people would say never, that magic is nothing more than something we can't quite understand yet, but eventually will. Just because a force seems mysterious and exotic doesn't mean that it can't be quantified later on. As a young researcher, wow, they really start way back with the exposition here. I want to get to the sex scene here real quick. Uh, it's about biology. Wait, can I suggest uh, page 69? There's, there has to be a sex scene. Sure. <laughs> or maybe they just don't want you to see the sex scene because it's uh, just a preview. You got to buy the book, baby. If I wasn't so interested in science and human progress, then I would be horrified. But instead, I find myself in utter fascination with every passing experiment. Of course, some positive results would be great. Okay, so this seems to be, uh, this is not what I was expecting from pounded in the butt by my own butt. Uh, it seems to be crafted with some kind of care. Like it, it's almost too. There's no pounding. There's no pounding. He's trying too hard. I, I thought that it would be uh, just ridiculous. I was expecting, I wanted typos and I wanted like pictures and stuff, you know? <laughs> Like arrows of like this butt pounding that butt. <laughs> uh, this is too sophisticated. Um, hold on. I found a video of uh, a guy reading pounded in the butt by my own butt. And I'm just going to fast forward to a certain area. I write a blog called Mark for Torque. It's such a terrible name. Slices off a thin tender strip of meat. <laughs> and then chews it happily. <laughs> Well, that means he's got teeth inside his. That's a different story. Swallowing, swallowing with what? What's that? There's like multiple people in this room. It sounds like a, a cocktail party where they're reading. Yeah, I like that movie. Sort of. Hold on, hold on. He's trying so hard to read it. <laughs> fuckers keep talking. Shut up, Kendra. Okay, but but this case it's a clone of a dude, so it had like we're oh, accepting a clone. that it's a dude. But all right, now I'm learning. All right, I don't care anymore about this. I'm going to fake news, real boners. Yep, we're launching it off. I was hoping that that video was just going to be him reading it and not him in a room filled with Kendras that all want to know. How do you know her name was Kendra? She sounded like a Kendra, Greg. Let's not get into it. <laughs> I believe you. All right, the synopsis for uh, the book that I was saying out loud. Fake news, real boners. <clears throat> now this is the final championship game, open wide for the handsome saber-toothed dentist who is also a ghost. 
Murph's fake news, real boners. Tubo, Tubo, the names he chooses are bad. Tubo loves the news. And after years of searching, he's finally found a voice that he can trust with buttbart.com. After a heated conversation with an old friend, however, Tubo is compelled to drop in on his favorite buttbart commentator and get to the bottom of some serious allegations. Soon, Tubo discovers that not only is buttbart a fake news site, but his favorite writer is actually a handsome unicorn named Yuno. Wow. Man. Together, the two of them quickly discover that the news may be fake, but their boners are real. This erotic tale is also 4,200 words. Wow, spot on 4,200 words. Of sizzling human on gay, factually inaccurate unicorn action, including anal, blowjobs, rough sex, facials, and fake news writer love. Wow. Well, wait a minute. How did the fact that he's a unicorn not make it into the title? Can I... John, can I say something, by the way? Yeah. Um, so I, I tried to type in an excerpt for this Chuck <laughs> Tingle book, and I got a Wikipedia article for something called a death erection. Can I read it? <laughs> uh, a death erection. I believe uh, it's, uh, it's pronounced death erection. A death erection, also known as angel lust or terminal erection, is a post-mortem erection, technically a, a priapism. Observed in the corpses of men who have been executed, particularly by hanging. I think it's a natural occurrence in just in normal deaths too, because when I was in high school, I had a, a classmate who somehow he was like super gifted and he, he was placed in some medical um, internship in uh, what is it called where they put the, the dead bodies? Cadaver morgue. Yeah, in the morgue. And he would come back like with all these stories of cadavers with boners like constantly how old was this student that was uh checking out cadaver boners 16 probably 17 so right in prime age for boner humor prime age for having boners here's okay you the next time you have as many boners as when you're 16 is right after you're dead i wonder if you have more boners if you die at 16 or if you die at 70 that's yeah, kind of some influence. Because what what is it that keeps dudes, older dudes, from having as many boners as they would like? Is Lack it blood flow? Blood flow? So, and that's why the hanging would make sense because the blood would not be able to go up and it would have to go down. Goes into that's how they die. I think is that they pe- the blood goes into the penis. The blood goes into the penis and no, and not in the brain. Clear, mm-hmm. clear death. Man, they thought things through back in the old days. Can I tell you a little bit more about a death boner, death erection? But are we, are, so all of this is in preface to finding out who the champion is? Yes. We have to do our background research on death erections before we figure out fake news, real boners. I was trying to figure out more about fake news, real boners. Yep. But we found this, which is pretty much the best we have. Um, a postmortem priapism is an indicator that death was likely swift and violent. In a case reported from Thailand, where some of our biggest fans are from, an excess of Viagra was thought to be a cause of a death erection in a 64-year-old man. So think about that. A man had so much Viagra that it killed him. I, 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 I feel like I'm thinking about it. Okay. <laughs> you can see this also in popular culture and uh, Weekend at Burby's where the titular character manages to have sex after he had been assassinated from being injected with a poison. 
Now, I feel like I forgot that part of Weekend at Bernie's. Yeah, I don't remember that. I remember the whole, like, carrying him through the room, but not him having sex after an assassination. I don't remember that. Wow. I forgot about the fucking corpses part of that movie, but it was the 80s. Well, the whole movie was about a corpse. How did you forget about the corpse? Yeah, I remember the corpse, but I just didn't remember that having sex with a corpse part. Yeah. So, Jordan, now that you've learned about the handsome saber-toothed dentist and you've learned about the handsome unicorn that is the that is the non-titular character in fake news real boners who do you have as the champion is it a close game it's not even that close to me i feel like fake news real boners is the story of our day yeah i got it Okay, I actually, when you started, it's not even that close to me. I thought Handsome Saber, Sabertooth Dennis was just going to run away with it. And you were going to say 10 out of 10, screw everything else. Fake News Real Boners is the champion? Yes. That's fantastic. Yeah. 10 to negative 10. Submit that score, baby. And, oh, wait. wait, it's changing now. It's saying who our champion is. Fake news, real boners is our champion. Man, what a what a I'm ride. Relieved, honestly. You feel relieved? Yeah. Like a death boner? Hey, wait a minute. Is this the part of the show where we freestyle rap? My name is John, and I'm here to say you can get back at Jordan the easy way. That's all I got. Okay. Uh, save that for the call to CVS here. Let's let's make this last ditch effort before we take a sponsored break, just in case we have somebody to actually be a sponsor. Sure. Would you like to sponsor the episode of this show? Right, you are on CPS Pharmacy to check if the COVID nineteen vaccine is available. This is a CVS in Bismarck, North Dakota. Good enough. They have a lot of. They got a good number of horses up there. If you are calling with other COVID-19 vaccines. I'm sorry, that was not a valid entry. Greg, learn to be valid. Okay. I want there to be fewer robots. CBS Pharmacy located at 525 South 3rd Street, Bismarck, North Dakota. If you are a healthcare provider or calling from a doctor's office, press 2 now. Yeah, that's me. I, it's got to be like a direct line. Okay. Uh -huh. Which would you like? Say, leave a voicemail or oh. speak with the pharmacy staff. Speak with the pharmacy staff. Okay. One moment while I connect you to the pharmacy. I'm going to do my best. I'm not going to be a prank. I'm not going to do it. Are you going to talk? Okay, I thought I was going to talk. You go for it. I'll talk. I, I feel like I got a death boner from all the unsatisfied calls I had before. I'm so nervous. Okay, this is one of those things where they're going to put us on hold. I'll just have that in the background. Your CVS. Hi, this is Ted Balloon, and this is not a prank call. Hello? Yes, uh, this is Ted Balloon. Mike? Yes, this is Ted Balloon. There you go. 
Oh, now you got me. Hey, man, I think the system was a little bit jacked up there. I'm glad we finally got through to each other. <laughs> okay, new for you. Yeah, it's Ted Balloon here with Don't Shoot the Gingers. And we were wondering about, this, by the way, is not a prank call. We were wondering about getting a sponsorship with Don't Shoot the Gingers, the number 55 stand-up podcast in the galaxy. What's that? We have a good story to tell. Uh, here's what the podcast is actually about. Because CVS Pharmacy is one of the biggest listeners that we know of. And you, of all people, would know that. The, the podcast is about a lot of different things. Chuck Tingle just is one of them. But you don't, you don't know that because this episode hasn't aired yet. But you wanted to actually be a sponsor today. Isn't that right? Um, you'd have to contact the corporate if anything. Actually, I wanted to talk to you today because I have a very special opportunity for you to get in on the ground level of being a sponsor. Okay. Fantastic. So what investment can I say you're good for? Would you like to say $15 an episode? Um, I'm not looking to invest at this time. But what about if you didn't want to invest, what about just giving us money? <laughs> What's that? An investment. <laughs> An investment implies that you're going to take your money back. <laughs> so you're not going to get <laughs> You can just send us a check. <laughs> and we'll take it. What is going on here? <laughs> I'm trying to offer you something that's no longer an investment. You could call it a money pit. You could call it a time sink, but it's definitely not. <laughs> oh, you held on to that so well. The fact that he's, I'm not looking to invest at the time. <laughs> I think oh, that's, that's a proper Canadian. I, we can all agree North Dakota is Canada, right? Pretty near. Oh, that's the sort of proper Canadian humor right there. He just went with it. He enjoyed that. <laughs> He stayed on for so much longer than a normal human being would that he actually cracked me. I'm crying, dude. <laughs> I never imagined that he would keep listening. <laughs> I'm not looking to invest at the moment. Holy <laughs> oh, butterscotch. On that note, we're going to come up. We have a couple other places that we need to call. And we need to reiterate, these are not prank calls. These are business opportunities. And with that said, we have a quick word from our sponsors even though they don't deserve to be our sponsors. And we'll be right back. Welcome in the house of fun. Welcome in the house of fun. Do I have an ad? The, the, the whole ad is just saying, this episode is brought to you by Cricket Wireless. And then you can just say a sentence or two about how much Cricket Wireless sucks. For example, Cricket Wireless is the worst cell phone company in the country. You can, you can find them in any strip mall in America. But if you go with Erica, you're going to find yourself that you don't have a good cell phone because maybe a lot of their products are not real great. I'm not going to disparage any, you know, factories because there's a lot of issues with that related to like people not getting all the money that they maybe should get and like all those people jumping out of buildings and stuff. But that's a whole different story and I'm not worried about that. All I care about is Cricket Wireless actually giving us money for all of the shout outs we give them. And in fact... This is still a wrap. 
if you, Cricket Wireless, if you don't give us money, we're going to continue disparaging your good name on this podcast. And also, we're going to start doing some investigative journalism on your ass, figuring out what it is that you're doing, what's happening in those factories. Why aren't, why isn't anybody in the Boise location answering the phone? Why isn't anyone in the Austin location answering the phone? Where are they? What are they doing? How much are you paying them? This, uh, thank you, Cricket Wireless. Have you ever seen the show Community? Yeah, I've heard of it. The television program, the hit television program. There's an episode where Dean Pelton comes in and starts rapping. He says, my name is Dean and I'm here to say, similar to what I started at the beginning. Yeah. And then he, la- he launches into like a legit, like hardcore, like uh, gangster rap. And I feel like that's kind of what happened here, Greg. You kind of turned a corner and you became aggressive. Uh, <laughs> and it, it scared me a little bit. So I had to stop my signing. I was doing perfect sign language for the beginning. And then the aggression scared me. So I apologize for stopping for all of our uh, deaf listeners. Piss. Uh, okay. Looks like I just showed up in Shreveport, Shreveport, uh, Louisiana. John, this one's you. We're talking well, to so a, a, I was actually, I was actually thinking since Jordan Cheney has been so electric tonight, he's been the hit of the podcast. He should take this one. Okay. <laughs> he says no. John, it's all you. You guys tag team these NFers. Okay, we're shifting over to the McDonald's across the street. <laughs> Good shift. Hey, how are you tonight? Hi, good. Good. I was actually curious, is your McFlurry machine uh, on tonight? I know it's been off recently. It's on. It actually, it's on right now. It is. Okay, good. That is wonderful. So we do have good news then for that. Since your McFlurry machine is on, y'all have been Hi. chosen to be the next sponsor of Don't Shoot the Gingers. Uh, do you want to accept that sponsorship? I can barely hear you. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay, so since the McFlurry machine is on, y'all have been chosen to be the next sponsor for Don't Shoot the Gingers, the number 55 stand-up podcast in the country. Uh, and we just want to make sure that you're able to accept that sponsorship. Give me one oh, thank you so much. Hey, can you hear me now? Uh-huh. Oh, this is a, this is a different person. Okay, um, who am I speaking to now? I apologize. Consuela. Consuela, I'm John. Nice to meet you. How are you? Okay, how are you? Doing well. So since y'all's McFlurry machine is up and running, y'all have been chosen to be this next sponsor of Don't Shoot the Gingers, the number 55 stand-up podcast in the country. And we are just curious to make sure that you guys were able to be uh, to fulfill that sponsorship. Consuela? Consuela, can you hear me? I don't think, I don't think Consuela wants to talk to me. Y'all have been chosen. This isn't a scam or anything. You, you've been chosen to be the sponsor. They, they aged up. But the fact that you got through to Consuela is pretty G-damn impressive. It's all about that McFlurry machine, man. You got you to gotta hook them. You got to hook them early. That's what the how to, how to get a sponsor said. Hook them early with the <laughs> McFlurry quote, and then you have them. The fact that you got, that, that you got scaled up to the manager was uh, pretty impressive. 
Well, I, uh, I've lived my entire life scamming the man and, uh, I continue to do it here. Greg, um, have you had anything fun today? <laughs> what do I usually say here? What is something that you have been searching for on the internet that you find funny? Okay. This is kind of a sideways version of that, but, uh, actually I'm getting naked. I was about to tell a story that I decided in the moment that I'm not going to tell. And instead I'm going to tell this story. Shit. Ah, I'm kicking it. I'm kicking it over to Jordan. <laughs> okay, Jordan, Jordan. So uh, I always ask everyone if there's anything on social media or the interwebs that you've been vibing on recently. Is there anything that you've been vibing on Twitter? Thing I was vibing on just a minute ago while I was checking my phone is since the topic of the books was all buttholes, we should call it sex shop locally. So I go to Google Maps, I type in sex shop, and the Google recommendation that everyone else has been searching for that suggested is sex shop near me hiring. Are we applying? I mean, I think we should call it applying. Is everyone trying to work at sex shops now? I I know the, no one wants to work for a minimum wage. But if there's still those involved. Exactly. If, if I can get paid $13 an hour to flip a burger or $11 an hour to sell a dildo, I think I'd rather sell the dildo. Yes. A sex shop partner. Are we, can we apply for a position? We might could. Jordan, are you calling? Cupid's closet. Uh, you got to go to Cindy's. Cindy's on South Lamar. We Greg, can... I, I have a question. Are those actually comfortable on your eyes or are they hurting your eyes? No, they're pretty miserable. <laughs> yeah, but required because you are underwater and you need to be able to see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, John, have you been vibing on any social media posts? Uh, just vibing on a particular joke, actually. Uh, I actually sent it to you in the Slack. I'm just going to read it out loud real quick. It just says that German parties are always so weird. It's just a bunch of guys eating sausage. Truly a verse case scenario. Ooh, and I like the direction it went. I was expecting sausage party. I found that offensive. That's it for episode 70. <laughs> what the fuck is happening? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for watching. I'm Ted Balloon. This is I don't, I don't care anymore. <laughs> <laughs>